Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. Thank you for joining us as we introduce you to the Zechariah Perspective. This is a six-hour audio CD series that I have put together on the study of Zechariah. Zechariah was quite an interesting person with a great prophetic ministry. We talk about the fulfillment of the feast in the book of Zechariah as we look at Jesus Christ, who will be the one, the focus of these feasts, and they will be fulfilled. The anointed king rejected, and then the rejected king anointed. Well, that's just some of the information you gleaned from this study of Zechariah. It's a six-hour CD audio series on the book of Zechariah. We have an introduction to this study we'd like for you to listen to, and then I'll tell you after you have listened to these next few moments how you can get your own personal copy. We'll do that in just a moment, but right now here's the introduction to the Zechariah perspective. The city of Jerusalem is another theme that's interwoven throughout the book of Zechariah. Jerusalem is used 37 times in the book of Zechariah. You see, God says, I am jealous for Jerusalem. Look what it says here, chapter 1 of the book of, uh, of Zechariah. Look at verse 14. So the angel that communed with me said unto me, Cry thou, saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, I am jealous for Jerusalem. Why do you think Jerusalem is the center focus of this world? Why is it that you could get... 27 leaders of the 27 leading countries of the world in less than three days to gather in a remote location in the desert of Egypt to discuss the security of a city, Jerusalem. Carmel Sheikh, which is no place. It's on the Red Sea. It's in the middle of the desert of Egypt. 27 leaders of the free world. The leading 27 leaders. I'm talking about President of the United States, Prime Minister of, of Britain, President of France, President of Italy. I can go all the way through. And they come to this remote spot to discuss security over one city. The city of Jerusalem. You know what the key to all of peace is? The city of Jerusalem. When you talk about peace, what do you talk about? Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. You're not going to have peace in this world. Do we have the peace in the city of Jerusalem? And you know what you say when you pray for the peace of Jerusalem? You're praying for the Prince of Peace, who's the only one that can give that peace. Thirty-seven times in Zechariah, Jerusalem is brought up. It says to the surveyor, take your measuring line and measure the city. This is a special city for him. He said, I've chosen this city in Zechariah. This is my city. I've chosen it. I don't care who's going to try to take over this city. And he puts it all together in the book of Zechariah because in the 14th chapter, the world, listen, the world gathers at Jerusalem for that final battle. Jerusalem, one of the themes interwoven in the book of Zechariah, the Gentile, the Jew, Jerusalem. When you think about Jerusalem, what do you think about? The temple. The temple. Zechariah has two messages here. One that is, has a short-term fulfillment and one that has a long-term fulfillment. That's all prophecy. Prophecy it does that. It has a short-term fulfillment, which means it will be fulfilled in the very near future, and a long-term fulfillment. Zechariah is exhorting the people who have just come out of the Babylonian captivity, build the temple. You got the altar up. You got the foundation laid. Build the temple. 
Build the temple. Go build the temple. But you're going to see in chapter 6, God's going to send forth, God's going to send forth the branch. Jesus, the Messiah, who's going to build. And the Hebrew word there is very interesting. When we get there, I'm going to study with you what about the temple that comes out of the tribulation period? Is that the temple? Very interesting. Chapter 6, verse 12 in Zechariah, what it's all talking about. The temple. It's an essential for the Jewish people. The book of Ezekiel, chapter 43, verse 10, God says to Ezekiel, keep the temple in front of the Jewish people. Keep exhorting them to build a temple. Make sure that they build a temple. By the way, this is the first time in history that we are as advanced as we are in preparations to build that temple. What are the themes of Zechariah? The Gentiles, the Jews, Jerusalem, the temple. Let me tell you another one. In that day, 21 times in the book of Zechariah, the phrase, in that day, day. You know what it's talking about? The day of the Lord. Now, what is the day of the Lord? Everybody says, well, where's Jimmy's mic stands? Why didn't he have them up? Well, I was waiting for the appropriate time to put them up, see? You get ready for them. Three mic stands representing the three main events in God's calendar of activities in the future. These three mic stands up here that you see represent those events that are going to happen, going to unfold and chronologically, you've got to understand this. This is a basic, undergirding, foundational truth. If you don't have it, you'll never understand prophecy. We're someplace over here prior to the next event in God's calendar of activities, which is the rapture of the church. When Jesus Christ descends out of the heavenlies, the archangel shouts, the trumpet of God sounds, we're caught up with him in the air. That's called the rapture. That's 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 to 18. Then there's going to be a seven-year period of time of terrible tribulation. That's chapter of Revelation to chapter 19 of Revelation. Chapter 19, verse 11 and following, is the revelation of Christ when he gets on his white horse, comes back to the earth. Then there's going to be a thousand-year millennial kingdom. That's Revelation chapters 20, verses 4, 5, and 6. Thousand-year millennial kingdom. Then the last main event in God's calendar of activity, Revelation chapter 20, verses 11 to 15, the great white throne judgment. Did you get that? I know I went quickly. Rapture of the church. Next event in God's calendar of activities, seven-year period of time, 70th week of Daniel, time of Jacob's trouble, revelation of Christ back to the earth, thousand-year millennial kingdom, and the great white throne judgment. In that day, referred to in Zechariah 21 times, is talking about the day of the Lord. What is the day of the Lord? It's not the rapture of the church, but it's the day after the rapture of the church. The day after the rapture of the church begins the day of the Lord. It extends through this seven-year period of time. It extends through the revelation of Christ when he comes back to the earth, plants his feet on the ground, establishes his kingdom, and extends through the thousand-year millennial kingdom. It extends all the way here to the great white throne judgment. Here's a definition. If you're writing notes down, and only godly, good-looking, outstanding Christian people write notes. The rest are picking up their pens now. Uh, if you're taking notes... Let me suggest that you write this definition for the day of the Lord. Here's the definition for the day of the Lord. The day of the Lord is any time 
when God intercedes in the affairs of man on earth personally. Let me give it to you again. The day of the Lord is at any time when God intercedes in the affairs of man on earth personally. Now, the time of Noah and the flood, that was the day of the Lord. God interceded in the affairs of man on earth personally. There have been other days of the Lord when God interceded in the affairs of man. Joshua chapter 10, Joshua was able to have the sun stand still to finish the battle. The moon stood still. God interceded in the affairs of man on earth personally. That was a day of the Lord. The next day of the Lord coming up, the one talked about in the book of 1 Thessalonians, the one talked about in the book of Zechariah, the day of the Lord, 2 Thessalonians talks about it also, happens the day after the rapture of the church. The seven-year tribulation period, the revelation of Christ, the thousand-year millennial kingdom, and the great white throne judgment. The day of the Lord is at least a thousand and seven years long. And he says 21 times in Zechariah what's going to happen in that day. In chapter 14, he uses it 13, uh, 12, 13, 14, 14 times he talks about in the day of the Lord. I can't hardly wait to get to that portion to look. In the day of the Lord, what's God going to do? Let me show you one other thing that he talks about. Chapter 14, look at verse 16 just a second. We're going to close with this. Chapter 14, well, I guess we better close with this. <laughs> Chapter 14, verse, I'm sorry. Get used to it. I just do this all the time. I mean, I'm, I know that your body's craving for more food. After Thanksgiving, man, I eat so much, I'm up to here in food. Chapter 14, verse 16. And it shall come to pass that everyone that is left of all the nations which came against Jerusalem shall even go up from year to year to worship the king, the Lord of hosts, and to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. This is another theme. We're going to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. Do we keep the Feast of Tabernacles today? Not as Christians we don't. Will we keep the Feast of Tabernacles in the future? You better believe we will. And once a year, we're going to go to Jerusalem during the thousand-year millennial kingdom to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. What's it all talking about? Chapter 7 and 8 talked about the last three feasts of the seven feasts of Israel. The Feast of uh, Rosh Hashanah or the Feast of Trumpets. The Feast of Yom Kippur or the Feast of the Day of Atonement. And the Feast of Tabernacles. And as we study that, you're going to see how rich it is when he talks about the holidays of God and what he has done for the four, first four feasts, how he's fulfilled them, and the last three feasts are yet to be fulfilled. And that last one, the Feast of Tabernacles, when it's fulfilled, will all... Oh, we saw a glimpse of it, Matthew chapter 17, when they went to the Mount of Transfiguration. I'll look at that with you. There was a glimpse of the Feast of Tabernacles for the future. We're going to celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles. These things are interwoven. Now, I've just showed you the person. I showed you the person of Zechariah. I've showed you his prophecy. May we look at his priestly responsibilities. And with this, I close. Do you realize Zechariah was probably 30-something years old? You have to be 30 years old to be a priest. And so he was at least 30 years old. He had been born in the Babylonian captivity. He had been born in Babylon. Now, wait a minute. He's a priest. Hold it just a second. 
Zechariah's a priest. How do I know that? Nehemiah 12, 16 says, and here are the names of the priests that came out of Babylon with Zerubbabel. And Zechariah, the grandson of Edo, is mentioned. Well, wait a minute. They don't even have a temple. They don't even have a temple. They're not even in Jerusalem, and he's a priest. He's been trained to be a priest. Started when he was two years old. At two years of age, every male Jew starts to study the book of Leviticus, and especially those of the tribes of Levi, as they study the priestly duties. And so for 28 years at least, he's been studying how to be a priest. And they don't even have a temple. And he's trained outside of the land, outside of Israel, outside of Jerusalem. He's a priest. And when he gets back to Jerusalem, as a priest prophet, he says, Build the temple. I've got to have something to do, man. I'm a priest. Get the temple up. i got to go to work. Now, what's he saying? Listen to me. The seventh theme in the book of Zechariah is the Messiah. The Messiah, Jesus Christ. You know what he's saying? <laughs> build the temple. When you build the temple, you build your future. For a coming Messiah. It was at least 500 years before he came. Zechariah had visions. Zechariah got messages. Zechariah was given a prophecy of a coming Messiah. And so this man who was a priest without a temple, trained outside the city of Jerusalem, comes back in and says, build the temple. Build your future. The Messiah is coming. And my friend, that's what's going on today. In that day, the day of the Lord, the exhortation in Jerusalem, build your temple. Build your future. The Messiah is coming. And if I walked into the Western Wall Plaza with you, where the, you could see where the temple would stand, where you could see the room for the Sanhedrin. If I was to walk there, and we turned around, we'd see a sign hanging on the wall behind us as we looked at the temple, which says, Hikunu Laviat Hamashiach. And that translated says, Prepare for the coming of the Messiah. And that's what the prophet Zechariah said that day, which is applicable to today. Amen. Father, for my friends, I pray we are prepared for the coming of the Messiah. Because he is coming. The second time and the preparation takes place through putting your trust in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ after admitting that you're a sinner and calling upon him to come into your heart and life and save you. Father, help our friends here be prepared for the coming of the Messiah. And as we study through the prophet Zechariah, might we understand the reasoning for living pure 
and being productive in that day, which he tells us about. Thank you for this time, for this study, for this great man, Zechariah. Use our time together with him to bring honor and glory to yourself. My precious name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. You've been listening to the Zechariah Perspective. It was an introduction to the six-hour series, a CD audio series on the book of Zechariah. This is one of the key books in Bible prophecy. It's an apocalyptic literature type book. God will use symbols to communicate an absolute truth. But it reveals what will be happening in the last days, especially Zechariah chapters 12, 13, and 14. If you'd like to get your copy of this six-hour CD audio series on Zechariah, you can go to our website, www.prophecytoday.com. Go to the shopping mall, and they'll tell you how you can order your copy. But if you would like to call instead, we have a toll-free number for you to call, 877-674-3298. Toll-free from across America. Once again, that's 877-674-3298. May I suggest as quickly as possible, you get your copy of The Zechariah Perspective, this six-hour CD audio series on the book of Zechariah. By the way, as you study through the book of Zechariah, you'll be aware of the fact that the rapture of the church is about to happen. In fact, it could happen before I conclude this conversation with you. And having said that, nothing left for me to say except let's keep looking up until...